Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Sea Dogs podcast, all things Scarborough Athletic, brought to you by This Is The Coast, the local commercial radio station for the Yorkshire coast, and hosted by me, Paddy Bennington, coming up in this bumper episode. We speak to Rhiannon Hunt, the commercial and marketing officer at Scarborough Athletic FC, about, well, a very busy week to come. It's International Women's Day next week, and Scarborough Athletic are proud to be doing all sorts to mark that. So we'll find out more very soon. We're also speaking to Chris Bilmer from Valley Bar Sea Dogs. Uh, this week, Valley Bar Sea Dogs have pledged to raise £10,000 to help fund the new fan zone at the Flamingoland Stadium in Scarborough. So we'll have a chat about that. And also, we're speaking to Greg from Lynn News. He covers Kings Lynn FC. So we'll have a chat about what his thoughts and expectations are ahead of this weekend's huge match, Kings Lynn Town against Scarborough Athletic FC, all on episode 8 of the Sea Dogs podcast. This is the post. Firstly, as always, a massive thank you for all the listens and downloads of the Sea Dogs podcast. Uh, the response has been phenomenal to the first seven episodes, and you can catch up with all of them wherever you get your podcasts from. Spotify, iTunes, and always at thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also a quick shout out to the guys who put together the official Scarborough Athletic FC podcast Charlie Hopper, Chris Marson and Andy Thorpe. Uh, Episode 3 is out now. Very interesting chat with one of Scarborough's longest serving players and a real credit to the club, Ryan Watson. And they talk about all sorts of interesting stuff, including what it was like during the John DC era, what it was like in the the early stages of of John O'Greening's reign and the uh, the turnaround in fortune in the last uh, year or so. It's all there on the official Scarborough Athletic podcast, which again, you can find wherever you get your podcasts from. Right, really looking forward to this episode because we've got absolutely loads. And make sure you listen all the way through to the end because we'll be speaking to Greg from Lynn News. He covers Kings Lynn Town FC. So that'll be an, a very interesting insight into what Scarborough can expect this weekend. But first, talking to fantastic servants of Scarborough Athletic FC, I'd like to welcome Rhiannon Hunt, the Commercial and Marketing Officer for the club. Welcome to the Sea Dogs Podcast, Episode 9. It is International Women's Day next week, and it's great. This Scarborough Athletic are getting heavily involved. Uh, what have you got planned? Yes, yeah, so next Wednesday, which is the 8th of March, Scarborough Athletic will be celebrating International Women's Day at the Flamingo Land Stadium. We've got a, a load of free activities for girls and women, which will take place on the pitch and I'm trying to arrange the largest Scarborough Athletic all-female photo. Right, okay. And how big does that need to be? How many people need to be in that then? Well, however many I can get. Um, what, what we're trying to do is just highlight how many um, women are involved in Scarborough Athletic, whether that's um, myself, obviously the only full-time member of staff, whether that's Rich, our kit girl, Sarah, our commercial director. We've obviously got our brilliant female physios, Becky and Becky. Um, so we, we just want to highlight how many women are um, behind the scenes, kind of, um, yeah, promote back in the borough, getting Scarborough Athletic going. And everyone's got such important roles at the, at the club as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It wouldn't run without all the women behind the scenes, basically. When you think of football, traditionally, it was seen as a, as a, as a men's sport. You know, you look at the old pictures from decades ago and it was all men on the terraces. It's very, very different now, isn't it? And some of that is the success of England women in the football, but it's also uh, the fact that clubs like Scarborough Athletic are becoming much more family oriented and encouraging children and women and just families to come along and and support support their local football team. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see so many um, women and girls not only 
supporting the club but also yeah like I said working behind the scenes everybody I find at Sky Breath Athletic is is so welcoming to that and um, all the directors Jono and the players our our sponsors sometimes we go to um away teams and they go what you do all the social media and I'm like yes I do <laughs> but now we've got um Gail Julie Hannah our female coaches um running our girls women and girls development program and they're just going from strength to strength with um all female teams as well as um mixed female teams um all under the scarborough athletic umbrella yeah that's great to hear do you find though when you are you know traveling uh, to different grounds and stuff and you don't need to name names here but do you sometimes find that there are still some quite you know prehistoric negative attitudes when it comes to women you mentioned there about people saying oh do you run the social media is there anything that's still a bit negative out there that, that does still need to change yeah um i think so not nothing major with all the aware clubs that we've visited have been um really welcoming but some of them are um quite old-fashioned and set in the way set in their ways um like not many i think there's only one club we've met where there's another female director um and obviously we, we've got sarah our commercial director so it, it's it is good to see more women and it'll be even better to see um to see more getting involved really yeah it's great that you're uh, making a thing of um of international women's day uh this coming wednesday it's funny actually you said next wednesday because we just talked on the show this week about how some people call the next for example wednesday uh, they call it next wednesday and other people call it this wednesday and what is the right and the wrong so you said next wednesday i would say this wednesday so well, i would say next wednesday because it's next week it, exactly yeah it's the next it's it's <laughs> if, the next if one we were on monday i would say this wednesday right okay ah that's an interesting angle we talk about <laughs> on the show this week anyway you're always busy aren't you you're i last saw you when you took a a photo of me for the fan cam the amount yes. of stuff the amount of stuff out there now that the, the club is putting out there on social media you're on tiktok of course you've got the official podcast you've got you know, all the pictures from the games it's premier league quality now isn't it all the stuff all, all the output there on social media and online and all that and, and all that is helping isn't it really really uh, grow the club yeah absolutely well since i've joined just over a year ago we've been i've been trying to get out there and be as in many places as i can in as possible kind of promoting uh, promoting the club um but what it was already happening with steve and um, our community director he was doing so much good work and um, so what we've really been trying to do is just publicize it better because there is so much good stuff happening and happening every day all the time so we're, we're just improving um the communi- communication of that um so this morning i've been to world book day a local primary school with um michael coulson reading some books to to kids with Sandy the Seep up and then this afternoon we're getting involved with a project with St Catherine's Hospice um so every day there's there's always so much going on obviously yeah I saw you at our away day on Monday night which wasn't the best away day we've had um but then the last time I saw you was also pancake racing in in the town centre so um we get up to all sorts of um fun activities all just trying to promote the club and get the word out there which is brilliant, isn't it? And I'm walking up and down the steps at the Brunswick Centre and I can see all the upcoming fixtures on the wall. You know, you walk into somewhere like Scholars and, you know, the, the logo's everywhere and they're wearing the logo on their uniforms and, you know, same at the tow bar and, and places like that. I mean, I keep saying this every single week, you know, doing the podcast, but the, the club and the community are so interlinked right now. The club is attractive to young people. When we're doing the, the children's disco parties, the glow crazy disco parties, we did one recently for, for some young footballers. And 
And over lunch, when we were having a bit of a break, they're having their food. All we could hear is them singing Sea Dogs and Red <laughs> Army. And that's just fantastic, isn't it? You see them wearing Scarborough kits as much as you see them wearing Premier League kits. Yeah, even being a... So we're at a World Book Day this morning. Um, we had a class of children chanting Sea Dogs at us, um, as well as somebody dressing in... Um, they were in the away goalkeeper kit. Um, for World Book Day, so it, it's just brilliant. Um, we we do really feel like the whole um town has completely got behind the club and supporting us, and it's it's because of that that we've been able um to be so successful. It really is a complete community and and town effort to get to where we are. Yeah, and the the club's doing really well on the pitch. A bit too well. I mean, is it starting to get a little bit... Have you had any conversations about, well, what what happens if we get promoted? What on earth are we going to do then? Well, Trevor keeps telling me that um, not every season's like this, you know. And I keep saying to him, well, Trevor, since I've been here, every season has been like this, and it's absolutely brilliant. So I think he's just having me on. I think this is what it's like all the time. We've uh, we've, spoke to Chris Pilmer from Valley Bar Sea Dogs. He's on this podcast as well. What a fantastic gesture from Valley Bar Sea Dogs to donate £2,500 pounds and pledge to raise another seven and a half thousand for the fan zone that all helps doesn't it because it, it keeps Jono's playing budget in, intact for, for example doesn't it yeah absolutely so obviously um the way that we run any income that isn't doesn't go on expenditure goes straight to Jono so anything that comes into the club does just increase the playing budget um and I've been working with the Valley Bar Sea Dogs the last couple of weeks to get this um project underway so it, it's absolutely brilliant they've um, committed to raising £10,000 um, and hopefully going to um, give us a cheque for that amount, which will go directly towards the fan zone. Um, so we've got some grant funding coming for the fan zone, um, but the club would have had to com- contribute a- around 10000 maybe slightly more, um, to the project. Um, so with the Valley Bar Sea Dogs coming in and, and giving that top-up that we needed, it means that the money that we would have spent will will go to um, John and the budget which is the most important thing well great to speak to you it, it all sounds wonderful and you know I think it's a great thing what the club's doing for International Women's Day so uh, good work with that and, and uh, yeah here's to here's to a good game at Kings Lynn Town um, on, on Saturday hoping to speak to um, someone that works in the media in Kings Lynn to, uh, to get their thoughts on it all so uh, hopefully we'll hear from them in a bit but, um, but yeah you, you'll be travelling on Saturday I imagine it's another travel on Friday overnight to one this time yeah, the team will be staying nearby in preparation for a really big game. Um, Ron Hallis, one of our loyal Borough supporters, has actually um, sponsored the team's overnight accommodation. So hopefully we'll have fresh legs on Saturday ready to give them another good um, good run. Yeah, and isn't that, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Fans are stumping up the cash to pay for, for the entire squad Absolutely to, incredible. to stay in That's, hotels. It's a, it's a complete community effort to... Um, support the club and get us to where we are so yeah yeah everything like that's greatly appreciated and anything you want to give a plug uh to because i know there are events coming up yeah i'll um we've got a very busy week next week um so i'll tell you about uh the international women's day event um so between 5 and 6 p.m at the flamingo land stadium this is a really long title it's called it's called the barclays girls football school partnership by england football the biggest ever football session I don't know who came up with that title. It wasn't us. Um, so basically, it's been cascaded through um, all Scarborough uh, primary schools. So it's for girls in year three to six, and they'll be invited to take part for free in um, in a football session with our Scarborough Athletic coaches. 
Um, and then 6 till 6.15, that's when I want to get all the women on the pitch for the biggest female photo shoot. There'll be a lot of convincing for some of our volunteers to get them down there. Um, but then we're following that, it's the Women's Walking Football launch. Um, so we're actually, this event's in partnership with Age UK, the local one, which is North Yorkshire Coast and Moors, and Her Game Too. So that's an organisation tackling sexism and championing women in sport. Um, and we've got a free women's um, football session from 6.15 till 7. So any women can come along to that. And then um, Gail, our coach, and Julie will be running a session that um, any women can get involved in. Um, Friday night, we've also got the Volleyball Sea Dogs uh, race night. So they'll be um, raising funds again towards their £10,000 target for the fan zone. And then on Saturday night, after the match, so we play Gloucester in the day and then on the evening we'll be heading to the rugby club for um the sports person's dinner with mark crossley that is a busy week that is a, it is a busy week <laughs> and, and on it goes okay right uh reese thanks so much for your time well done for all the work that you do i'm sure many people say it to you but honestly uh the club would the club would be nowhere near where it is without all the hard work that you do and i'm sure all borough fans agree and it doesn't go oh, unnoticed you, it doesn't go unnoticed it's uh, it's amazing what you do uh, so well done and uh, thanks for chatting to us Thank you. See you soon. Big thanks to Rhiannon Hunt, uh, Commercial and Marketing Officer at Scarborough Athletic FC. Always has a big smile on her face uh, on match day and does a, a heck of a lot of work behind the scenes as well. So great to hear about what the club are doing uh, in the next week or so, including all of that stuff for International Women's Day. Looking forward to seeing that picture of all the, the women involved in the club, as many as possible, uh, which they'll be taking next uh, next Wednesday or this Wednesday. Uh, there's that debate continuing right there. Uh, right, on the way, we're going to be speaking to Greg from Lynn News. He covers Kings Lynn FC matches. So we'll get a real insight into what Scarborough Athletic can expect this weekend against a side who are favourites to get promoted to the National League, back to the National League, of course. So that'll be interesting. First, though, on episode eight of the Sea Dogs podcast, delighted to say Chris Pilmer joins us from Valley Bar Sea Dogs. Early start this weekend with the, the bus leaving at 830 on Saturday morning from the Contrast Cafe. Uh, but Chris, great news this week. Valley Bar Sea Dogs have announced that they are going to be uh, pledging to raise £10,000 for the new fan zone at the Flamingoland Stadium in Scarborough. It's an amazing gesture. Uh, so where, where did this all come about, the idea to raise this much money? Well, about about a year ago, we, as a committee, we decided we'd sort of have a, a, ra- a fundraiser going. And um, if the club ever wanted any any assistance with anything, we'd have a, a separate kitty that we'd have um, some money in to offer. So speaking to the club and the fan zone about the fan zone, we thought we'd um, put something towards it and try and raise the, this £10,000 that they need to finish it off. And you've launched this by donating £2,500, haven't you? Yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, it's money we've had um, over the past year. It's separate to the bus account, so it's not not affecting people's travel on the buses, as in price-wise. We're not making any money out of that. Um, it's all fundraising that we've done over the year. Well, that's great. So what was the club's reaction when you when you had that conversation? Oh, yeah, delighted, yeah, delighted. Um, Mick Davison, I know, is putting in a lot of work, and so is Ree. So they were delighted that, you know, we were happy to help them achieve this goal of getting the fan zone built and it's another thing that will make that match day experience even better 
uh, for fans, uh, but it also gives the club uh, a permanent office for the first time as well. Yeah, it's like like Mick was explaining to us when we first met him. You know, it's it's going to be actually owned by the club. The first bit of the ground that will be actually owned by the club. So, as you say, the office, the shop, and obviously the marquee will be down there. So food stalls, so everything that you know contributes to a good day at the uh, at the football. And it continues to go very well, doesn't it, for Valley Bar Sea Dogs? Uh, you've got well, you've already hit your target of away fan travel haven't you for the season and uh, we're still we're, only in early March yeah we have yeah we we, we sort of uh, tried to get a thousand and we passed that um, going to Spennymore talking of travel on Monday night at Bradford Park Avenue we were just coming out of the car park and we, we were stuck behind the uh, the bus which was trying to do the turn back out oh, onto the main road turn. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think I yeah. think the hedge is, is alright <laughs> I don't know whether you're aware well, on the bus at just how tight an angle it was uh, yeah, we all give him a cheer when he actually got turned around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing um, that again. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe, quite a few um, supporters got uh, parking tickets in that area. So, yeah, I know that is a shame, isn't it? The thing is, when when I got there, um, that road, I would have parked on that road. But that road was absolutely packed with cars. So I actually just followed the lane down to the car park next to the stadium, um, and that was that was actually quite quiet. So I don't know why everyone didn't just. Didn't just head for the yeah, car. I don't, I don't think the bus would have got in. That oh, well, the bus, no. The no, bus, no chance so, for the yeah. bus, no. No chance for the bus. But no, things are going really good. And you must be looking forward to um, Saturday, Kings Lynn away. That's going to be... Well, it's an early start, isn't it? Tell us <laughs> tell us when the bus is yeah, leaving. Yeah, we're leaving at um, half past eight from the Contrast Cafe. Uh, just one pick-up this week at B&Q um, as we're going up over Staxton. We've got, I think, 34, 35 on at the moment. So hopefully a few more might want to join us. We've organised the pub like uh, like we normally do, and hopefully uh, people respect that uh, the food is um, just as an offering, not not as a lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen posts about this. So um, yes, it you know don't don't be too greedy. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, sandwich gate. I love it. Um, and I mean, you must be looking forward to visiting Kings Lynn because uh, it was a cracking game at the Flamingoland Stadium earlier on in the season. And um, you know, Borough should go there with no fear whatsoever. I think it's going to be a very entertaining match. Yeah, definitely. I hopefully we we'll come back with some sort of points from it. All right. Safe travels. So eight thirty from Contrast Cafe in Scarborough. Um, safe journey. It'd be a late one, but. Uh, Hopefully you'll be happy uh, on the way. On uh, the way back. On, on the way home. All right, take care. Thanks yeah. for your time, Chris. And well done All with right. the Valley Bar Sea Dogs uh, stuff for the fans. Oh, that's brilliant news for the club. All right, lovely. Cheers, Paddy. Chris Pilmer from Valley Bar Sea Dogs. What a great job they do with all the, the match day travel, but also uh, donating £2,500 for the fan zone and pledging to raise £7,500 more. Absolutely amazing. And it's that thing that Rhiannon was saying earlier on, isn't it? Uh, the community is coming together to support the club in all sorts of different ways, be it sponsoring the overnight accommodation on a Friday, the away travel, uh, the sponsors. I mean, it's all just fantastic. Everything's coming together wonderfully at the moment. So, big game this weekend. Scarborough Athletic travelling to uh, favourites to, to go up to the National League, Kings, Lynn, Town FC. What a game it was at the Flamingoland Stadium. Borough nearly uh, beat the visitors, but they scored a couple of late goals, and it was a 3-3 thriller. Easy for me to say. Uh, so, what are we expecting this weekend? Well, let's speak to someone who really is in the know. Uh, it's Greg from Lynn News. You cover all the Kings Lynn games, don't you? That's right, Paddy, yeah. Um, I've, I've sort of been working for the paper for many years now. I'm the, 
I'll just give you a little bit of background. I first started watching Kim Flynn. My first game was in 1984-85. And I've been started off as a supporter. And obviously, uh, I've ended up covering them now for a living. So I do cover the, the, the Linnets in the National League North, you know, home and away. Don't go to quite so many away games uh, at present. But obviously, yeah, we do give them sort of regular coverage in the paper. Yeah, it, there's nothing better, is there, than combining uh, work with pleasure. Uh, so, you know, it's great to do the commentary, uh, as I do sometimes. I won't be doing it this weekend. That'll be Ant Taylor. He'll be there in the press box at Kings Town FC. He does a great job for us. Uh, but it, it's great when you can combine your job with your passion for your favourite football team. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm very lucky in that respect. And, and when you say, you know, you mentioned people you're going to work to, to cover a football match, <laughs> they almost laugh at you really so uh, you know it, it, it's great and um, you know it's something that, uh, you know makes makes my passion you know I've always been very passionate about the football club and, and, and football in general so yeah it, it's great that I can combine it you know for a living as well so uh, yeah. works, works out very well It's, it's a good season for Kings Town FC of course the hope would be to get back into the National League then um, how would you see it going this season? Yeah it's um, oh, it's been it's been a tough season, especially these last few weeks. It's I think the games the games have been coming thick and fast. I mean, not just for Lynn, for for a lot of the sides in you know in the in the division. And you know, it looks at the moment it it could still all change because we all know what football's like. But it looks at the moment as though it's going to be a two horse race between Lynn and Fylde. I think for the uh, for the title. And what are your thoughts about this weekend's game? It was a thriller at Scarborough Athletic. Uh, we were 3-1 up until fairly late on. Uh, how are you feeling about the game this weekend from a, from a Kings Lynn uh, point of view? Uh, is it a game that you're worried about? Oh, most definitely. Uh, you, you know, you've got a good look. I mean, Scarborough came up uh, in the summer and, and, you know, what a tremendous season they've had. Whether Jonathan Greening says, you know, oh, we've, we, you know, we've, We've exceeded expectations, so I imagine he probably will. But you know, to come up into this league, and it is a very, very tough league with with a lot of seasoned teams in 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 the in the division. So to come up and find yourselves in the in the playoff position is is quite remarkable. And yeah, I, I mean, obviously you've got the slight advantage. People will say with the with, with the pitch at, at Scarborough, but you've still achieved some fantastic results away from home. So it's a game I'm very, very concerned about, definitely. Yes. Um, and you know, Scarborough have won two and, and drawn one of their last three. A uh, couple of dodgy results before that. It is that time of the season, isn't it, where some of the teams high up, uh, there's, there's plenty of blips, aren't there? There's teams sometimes high up sort of stagger to a bit of a halt and it's just a case of just trying to get over the finishing line, isn't it? Certainly when it comes to those playoff positions. It is. I mean... You know, a month ago, five weeks ago, Kinslin was still unbeaten at home, and and that's kind of unravelled in the last few weeks. Uh, we got we got beaten by Chester at home, and then we've drawn against both Gloucester City and 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 Buxton on on Tuesday night. So you know, we've gone from being unbeatable at home, and I mean, it's always difficult to maintain a hundred percent home record throughout the whole season. But you know, we've gone from being unbeaten at home you know, to sort of stuttering a little bit. And the same with Fylde in a way, because they obviously lost at home to Hereford, you know, the other midweek. And that was a result that nobody expected. 
Yeah, and I suppose it is different for the two clubs, isn't it? Because you know, Scarborough Athletic, us fans, we're just we're just happy to to be avoiding relegation. I think in this first season in National League North, so you know everything is a bonus. And I suppose now some fans are kind of thinking, well, let's try and hold on to this playoff position. I think we'd all be disappointed if we didn't now at this stage in the season. But the pressure is off, really. The pressure is off. But I guess it is it is right on Kings Lynn. Is there that pressure? Most definitely, yeah. Um... I think that goes without saying that the the manager and the and, and the chairman made it perfectly clear that the the aim was to bounce straight back obviously after relegation uh, last season and um you know there is a lot of pressure and i think i don't think that'd be fair to say that as shown in the last few results because i think it's just been a case of all the games so many games in in such a short space of time and you know kinsley have had their fair share of injuries recently as well and you know that's not an excuse because you know we've still got a very very good squad so but in terms of pressure yeah i mean there's a lot of expectation in the town you know we are expected to go up again this season so you know it's a it's almost a freebie for scarborough in, in, in a funny kind of way tomorrow yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, n- no real pressure. It might be one of those results that that doesn't go our way. Um, but it's against a team that is, like you say, favourites to to get promoted. Um, how was life? How was life in the National League then? I suppose that's another notch up, isn't it, in terms of quality? <laughs> it's it's quite scary to be fair. The the golf when you you don't realise until you go up. The golf is enormous. Um, at this level, you get punished for you know, for your mistakes. But at that level, it, it's quite ruthless. And it's, you know, it, it's very, very tough. And for any club, whether it's, um, you, you know, a Kinslin or uh, a Fylde, um, you, you know, it's a very, very tough ask just to stay up. You know, I think if you go up, you have to focus on just surviving the first season because, it, you know, you're playing some huge clubs, well-established clubs and, massive budgets and it's you know it, it, it is just a, a different level again it's that's uh you know we noticed that and you know we obviously paid the price last season for not not starting off very well and yeah it's uh it certainly is an eye-opener and there'll be plenty of Scarborough fans traveling it's a long long way of course those roads just keep on going don't they as you head towards uh towards your neck of the woods uh and it's the same for people coming to Scarborough of course uh, but um you know what what can Scarborough fans expect then at, uh, at at the stadium what kind of experience are they going to enjoy it's um the, the stadium at Kings Lynn is very much it's an old-fashioned football ground uh it's your typical sort of you know big main stand um in and and you've got sort of covered couple of covered or covered areas facing the main stand and then the sort of the two ends away ends which are are open terrace and so it's um you know it's you it, a lot of a lot of supporters enjoy their visits to the walks it's uh it's like i say it's a typical old fashioned football ground so uh yeah it's uh I mean, I'm trying to think the last time we played Scarborough. I think it was in the Northern Premier in, in, in the early 80s, wasn't it? it? It will be a long time ago, yeah, a long time ago. Because, uh, of course, you know, I know uh, Kings Lynn is a, a team that's been around a long time. I think um, Scarborough FC started a, a similar sort of time as well, late 1870s. And, of course, we've had to start again with a new, with a new club, you know, um, after our, our old club went bust. The same happened to Kings Lynn back in sort of 2000, early, in the early 2000s, um, when, you know, we had to sort of reform and, and, and start again from sort of step, 
step six. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a long way back, isn't it? It's a long way back, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you've done very well. Um, well, let's hope for a good game. Um, you know, I think I think Scarborough would be happy with a point, but uh, I, I can see goals. I can see it being similar to the game at the Flamingoland Stadium. I can see it being a very entertaining game. I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be very open. If I was a betting man, I certainly wouldn't be doing nil nil. That, no. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, watch it be nil nil. Watch it be nil nil now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Look, thanks. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the match and uh, and good luck for the rest of the season as well. Oh, brilliant and, and thanks for having me on Paddy and obviously all the best for Scarborough and, uh, and, and a safe trip down to all the fans tomorrow for the for the game that is Greg from Lynn News he covers every Kings Lynn match and good luck to Scarborough Athletic this weekend in that huge game at Kings Lynn if you really can't make the game and it is a long journey don't forget we've got full match commentary on This Is The Coast Extra supported by North East Security Shutters if you go to thisisthecoast.co.uk forward slash extra, then you've got all your information on, on listening options, including the live feed there. You can also download the This Is The Coast app from the App Store for free, and then you can just, in the menu, switch station to extra. And Taylor will be bringing you that commentary from just before kickoff Saturday at 3pm, of course. And you can also get your smart speaker to play This Is The Coast Extra, so it might be a case of saying to your smart speaker, enable this is the Coast Extra in the first place. And then after that, it's just play This Is The Coast Extra. Thank you so much for listening to episode eight of the Sea Dogs podcast from This Is The Coast with me, Paddy. Up the borough. Hope it's three points this weekend, or at least a point. And we'll be back for episode nine in a week's time. This is the Coast.